I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. (laughs) This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Oh, yes. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Coming at you from a distance. Coming at you from a distance. Uh, We are recording remotely for this episode, and it's a journey. It's always more difficult whenever you're having to try and, like, sync up a a long-distance recording. Yeah, it's been about a half an hour of work so far. Yes, we've been trying to, like, figure out how to make it sound okay for you guys, so we really hope that it does. Uh, and yeah, we just received the order from our governor, Gavin Newsom of California, that we are essentially sheltering in place. He didn't call it that, but we're not supposed to leave our house for non-essential reasons. Yeah. And all non-essential businesses have now been closed. Yep. Uh, so we are just living in really weird, weird fucking times right now. We really, really are. And it's a very bizarre situation for me right now. I'm currently talking with my bosses about whether or not um, I should continue coming into work every day. I see the same, you know, three people every day and I come straight home and same with them. So we're kind of trying to figure out, you know, if that's an okay situation or not. But it's all very confusing. And it's also very frustrating because I've run into people in real life that are not self-distancing and do not fear this virus. And that is incredibly dangerous. My neighbor was just like, I'm not scared. And I so badly wanted to be like, you should be. Well, what it is is it's incredibly selfish is the problem. Because 
even if you're not scared for yourself, like that's not the issue. Like I've seen so many people, uh, first of all, they're misidentifying the people who are in spring break in Florida as millennials right now. I'm like, bitch, my 30th birthday is tomorrow. Millennials are old. Like we are not the ones who are at spring break right now. Blame that on Gen Z. Gen Z is doing what they're doing, okay? 100%. Yeah, I saw some of the footage from like uh, Florida spring break. Right. And they're not scared because they're young and they're like, we're going to make it through this virus. And I'm like, that might be true, but you're going to kill your fucking grandparents. Like, what are you doing? The issue is not whether or not you will be safe. The issue is whether or not you can be a carrier and give this to somebody else. Like, look, I'm a full extrovert. I am not having a good time staying at home. It is not fun for me. But you have to do it. And not because I'm afraid that this virus is going to take me down, but because I know a lot of vulnerable people. And if we can stop the spread of this, we absolutely should. So yeah, uh, it sucks, you know? Yeah. There is an actress, Evangeline Lilly, who was in the Marvel movies. Yes, I don't know. Yes. I think she was an Ant-Man and the Wasp or something. Uh, yeah. She uh, put out an Instagram post with a quote from her saying, some people value their lives over freedom. Some people value freedom over their lives. We all make our choices. And it's not over your life. It's over your grandma's life. It's well, over exactly. the immunocompromised well, life. Like, because yes, will I probably get through it? Yes, I probably will. Like, I'm young and fairly healthy. And I have a fairly good immune system. But other people won't. Like, it's not about you. That's the thing. Well, and the thing is, is that we are currently right now trying to flatten the curve. And I was reading an article earlier, and I can't remember who said it, but they said that we're not just trying to flatten the curve. We are trying to uh, prevent the waves that will become a tsunami when they hit. Like, there's just... We are trying to prevent this virus from taking over for years until we have it taken care of. You know what I mean? So the fact that she is outwardly saying these things is so dangerous to anybody who is considering not self-distancing or continuing to going on with their lives when in fact it's incredibly dangerous for our future. Wait, what she's saying is dangerous? Yes. Wait, what what did I thought what she said was like, "Hey, Stay home. Is that not what she was saying? No. She was saying, here, I'll, let me find it again. She says that she values her freedom over her life, meaning that she should have the freedom to be able to go where she pleases. Oh, I see. Over, I see. Over her life. She's saying some people are choosing life over their freedom. So we're choosing to stay alive by staying home. And some of us are choosing our freedom over our lives. But she's she's mentioning just her life and not everything. That's exactly right. It's not her life. It's not her life. Like, one, she's rich. Two, she's fairly young. Uh, it's not your life. Like, for me, when I see all these kids, like, out at spring break, I'm like, wow, what a flex to fucking kill your grandparents like that. Way to go. <laughs> That's yeah. truly how I feel because yeah. I'm just like – my father is immunocompromised. He yeah. is on 
heart medication that makes him immunocompromised. He has gone off of his heart medication to strengthen his immune system throughout this entire thing. But what that means is that he is not taking his heart medication. Yeah. um, Max's mom has a number of autoimmune diseases, and we are incredibly, uh, incredibly worried. Like, worry doesn't even seem like enough. But yeah, it's for those people where, you know, she's not going outside, but if her husband leaves and comes home or if anything gets in, like, it could potentially be so, so hurtful. And we can't take that chance with people like the loved ones that Keegan and I have. Right. And look, it's not fun. Like, literally no one is saying it's it's a good time. Like, you know, we had just done a test record before we started recording, and I was talking to you about how, like, it sucks. My 30th birthday is tomorrow. The day this episode comes out yeah. is my birthday. And it fucking sucks that, like, I can't be with my friends and I can't celebrate. I've been planning my 30th birthday for a really long time. It's like, it's a bummer that like I have to be home. But you know what? There are people dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the time to yeah. be like... It's not the time to be selfish. No, it's absolutely not. Like, you have to make the best of it. Sometimes hard times hit us and we just have to fucking deal with it. And I shared a video to my Facebook that was Italians talking about because we're about nine or ten days behind. Um, I think I posted the Italian that to our story as well. Oh, did you? That's I think great. I might um, yeah, because we are about like nine or ten days behind the Italian outbreak, yep. and I posted a video of Italian people who are quarantined currently who are talking about like what they would have told themselves ten days ago. Yeah, and even ten days ago for them, which is our today. Yeah, they're saying like. I thought it was no big deal. And they're like, I would have told myself to take it more seriously. Yeah. So I'm just saying to everybody who is maybe having a difficult time staying in, who's an extrovert like me, they're having a hard time. I understand it. Yeah. I sympathize. I empathize with you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the safety of the people that you love is so much more important than whatever else it is. I have friends who are canceling their weddings, dude. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's no fun. Yep, I've had uh, canceled weddings so far myself. I mean, I'm going to save a ton of money this summer. <laughs> I'm also not going to be making much money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's... I just... That's all the notes I have. I mean, I have more written, but I'm saying all of the notes that I have written are the coronavirus. There's nothing else being really talked about in the world right now. I believe the primary in what, Michigan, was postponed. The primary, I think, in Ohio was postponed. I'm not totally certain. But, yeah, I mean, most of what's in the news right now is going to be coronavirus-related. I did want to talk about the Senate approved a bill to provide sick leave, jobless benefits, and free coronavirus testing and other aid, and President Trump is expected to sign it. So that's something, because I know so many people, luckily, I'm very, very lucky. I feel very, very grateful that I have a job that allows me to work from home, and that's what I've been doing. But I know a lot of people who work in the service industry who are not able to do that. Um, So it's really an economic crisis right now. Kids are at home. They're not at school. Yeah. 
So there was a package that was passed by a vote of 90 to 8 after the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell urged conservatives who disapproved of it to, quote, gag and vote for it anyway. (laughs) This is like the only time that I've ever thought like, oh, okay, Mitch McConnell, like, he's basically like, suck it up, buttercup. Like, fucking, I don't care if you're throwing up. You have to do this. You have to do it. Like, because people are just not, they're not able to live right now. Yeah. That's from a New York Times, and then I took the rest of this from WHIO.com, and it says, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell urged fellow lawmakers to take, quote, bold steps as he sketched out a plan to put money in the pockets of Americans and to do it quickly. He said, it is critical that we move swiftly and boldly to begin to stabilize our economy, preserve American jobs, get money to workers and families, and keep up our fight on the health front. Yep. This is exactly what our proposal will do. So the proposal is that the first of uh, federal checks to families uh, will be about 3000 for a family of four, and it would be proposed payments of $1,000 per adult and $500 per child. Okay. So uh, everyone, I think that that includes, like you and I, every tax-paying adult would receive thousand dollars from the federal government and um every child would receive five their parents would receive five hundred dollars wow so uh, if the national emergency still exists at the end of april families would receive another three thousand dollars in mid-may payments would be allocated by income level so who i don't know what exactly that means like i don't know if you have to be the federal government has been notorious for underestimating what poor means yeah. <laughs> to people. Uh, and so it, it's quite possible that people who are actually poor don't fall into that poor income bracket and therefore wouldn't receive the same amount of benefits. It's yeah. unclear. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's going to, it depends on like where you live, <laughs> you know, like living in LA is very expensive. Like, you know, living expenses here are very different than living expenses elsewhere. That's right. If you make $40,000 in Los Angeles, it's very, very different than making $40,000 a year in the middle of the country. Yeah. Like, it's very different. Yeah. So I I would assume that they're taking that into account, but I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. But either way, we talked with Anthony's brother yesterday about that about kind of like what all was going on and he works in Washington DC and he assured us he's like you guys are probably gonna get money for this so I mean it's not a whole lot and that kind of sucks like a thousand dollars per adult actually really isn't very much if people are faced with losing their livelihoods but it is something it is something which is better than nothing you know exactly exactly well and the other big issue right now is that we're running low on medical supplies and like right now there's a hospital in southwest georgia where they only have three days where the masks left and they've gone through five to six months worth of masks so what they started doing is sewing masks together they are taking um hospital sheets And they've created 3,000 prototypes, and their goal is to make 200,000 of them, and they will distribute them throughout the country for people to use. In another part of the country, King County, Washington, there was a temporary hospital that was erected in a soccer field, uh, which supplies 200 beds, but the health officials are estimating that over 3,000 beds are needed across the country for those who are infected with COVID-19. Right. I mean, and... 
that's another thing that we should talk about, which is when we're talking about staying home, it's not even just about keeping yourself healthy or keeping other people healthy. It's about trying to limit the number of hospital beds that are needed because Definitely. what we saw what we saw in Italy unfortunately is there were so many sick people that there were not enough beds in the hospital yeah. to tend to everyone and so decisions were having to be made and like that is really scary yeah when they were having to be like well we have a 30 year old father of 3 here yeah. uh, and we have an 85 year old person you know what I mean and they were right. like well if one of you has to get treatment like who yeah. are we going to choose and so you really really want to try and limit that spread so that we don't end up in a situation where our hospitals are overwhelmed and we have to decide who gets care and who doesn't I mean honestly we've already we've already gotten there and the thing that's the most disgusting thing to me this week is I read this article that was comparing celebrity reactions to the coronavirus and people who are actually like who aren't celebrities who are dealing with the coronavirus and it's like you know oh I'm Mm -hmm. not feeling super great but there's all these people here and they're helping me and I got tested right away like Kris Jenner got tested just because she saw someone who knew someone that had the coronavirus she had no symptoms she had no symptoms and she got a test yet there are people all over the country and all over the world who are so sick and they're being told to just stay home there's nothing you can do about it we don't have the tests um I mean the thing is with the with the tests, from my understanding, they've started, I can't remember where this test was done. I believe that they're doing the testing at the Pentagon. I heard this on the radio the other day, that they are testing vaccines. They're doing human testing right now with um, people who are volunteering to be candidates for a new vaccine. And they're basically just like throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks to figure something out that we can start distributing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty harrowing. It's pretty scary. Yeah. I don't really know what to do because if you do get sick or if you're like me and you don't have health insurance, what do you do? I mean, yeah. I, I straight up had a full conversation with Anthony where I was like, if I get sick, I'm not going to the hospital unless I literally can't breathe. Yeah. Well, we talked, we talked about that I'm last going. week where we were saying that we would just stay home and let ourselves die. Like, well, yeah, I mean, and I don't mean for that to sound like as dark as it sounds, no. but I think that this illness and like what's happening has really exacerbated or highlighted the issues that we have in this country, the flaws yeah. that we have, especially with the wealth gap and all of those things where it's just like the way that the rich and the poor live, the differences in the way that we live is so stark. And, you know, I love I love Tom Hanks, but when everybody's pointing to Tom Hanks and being like, well, they're fine. Yeah. They seem okay. Yeah. He's updating his Instagram every day and he seems okay. Exactly. And I'm like, yes, he's a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, his reality is not your reality, dude. If you get sick, it's not going to be the same. Exactly. Like, you're not going to have the same kind of, like, doctors tending to you you're not going to have access to a test that quickly oh it's yeah it's literally not going to be the same so you cannot have that mentality yeah that tom hanks's reality is your reality because it isn't and i'm not trying to fucking like scare anybody <laughs> no but that's but that's kind of like the whole point of the article that i read and it's not to scare anybody but it's to make it's shown that like not even are you going to be treated differently but nobody is going to be treated that well and it's because for some reason these celebrity lives are being put in front of the lives of 
you and I, at least that's how I feel about it. How do you feel about it? Well, that's always the way it is. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not necessarily celebrity, it's money. Yeah. It's like, who has the money to be able to afford to survive? I mean, and that's really, honestly, like that is the reason why people are pushing Medicare for all. Yeah. Because otherwise, and we've said it before on this show, if you are poor, you might die. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. It's yeah. like, if you have money, you can afford to stay alive. If you have money, you can afford to maybe make it out of a legal altercation on on the positive side. Yeah. If you have money, like, your reality is just different yes. than the reality that, like, other people end up having to experience. Exactly. Like, that's just the truth. It's just the truth. And, you it's, know? and it's incredibly obvious right now during the during these times. And that's not to say that I don't think that Tom Hanks and these other celebrities don't deserve, um, absolutely. But I believe that it shouldn't just be, uh, hoarded off for the rich or the famous because they're rich and famous. These, these tests should be available because of your symptoms or other legitimate reasons. I don't know. Somebody has to make up some sort of rules and guidelines or else it's going to be incredibly unfair and we're going to keep losing so many people. Right. Well, I mean, it's always unfair. Unfortunately, like that's that's the result of living in a capitalist society. Yeah. It's like it's it it's going to be unfair and that's part of it. Um, one step towards making it a little bit more equitable would be uh, making these tests free, which I think we are on the way yeah. to that uh, if that hasn't already passed already. So um, I think that that's highly important because I couldn't afford a test. I, I mean, well, I could afford a test, but who knows how expensive tests are without insurance. Yeah, I don't you know think I, I mean? would be able to afford a test. I think if I if I could afford a test, I probably wouldn't be able to afford anything else. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they and honestly, me. Unfortunately, poor people or people who have had to live without insurance, unfortunately, the reality that we have just adjusted to is a pick yourself up by your bootstraps, just deal with it, just be sick until you get better kind of mentality. Like my first instinct when I get sick is never to go to the doctor. Like my first instinct is to like, okay, well, I need to call out of work if I can afford to call out of work. And then I need to just like hang out in my house until I get better, you know? And so I, I think that that's a lot of people's mentality. I think a lot of people are just kind of like, well, I'll, I'll get better on my own time. And if, and, and will not go to like me, will not go to the doctor unless they cannot breathe. Yeah. Unless they have pneumonia. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the only thing that would get me into the hospital. So... Unfortunately. Um, okay, well, let, let's move on to something like slightly more lighthearted. It's Please. still coronavirus related. Oh. But I have really, what I've actually enjoyed seeing, and I've been talking about this a lot, is uh, a lot of people are really coming out of this in the kindest way, right? Like, I feel like tragedies like this, they always bring out the worst or the best in people. Yeah. And what I've seen firsthand has actually been a lot of really lovely interactions. I've seen a lot of kindness happening in my day-to-day life. And I've also seen a lot of things like online. A lot of things are trying to like adjust to making people's lives more easy at home when they're having to be at home, when we know that like our interactions are limited and that's very difficult. And I love this that I saw and I cannot wait to try this out with people. So there is <gasps> now, is. A, 
Is it the Google Chrome extension for Netflix? Yeah, Netflix Party. Yes, Netflix Party. It is so exciting. I'm gonna do this. I've already told everybody. I'm like, I can't wait because I'm somebody who absolutely needs to feel connection with people. Yeah. I need to be interacting with people. Already, I'm setting up like weekly Google Hangouts so that I can like see people. I uh, love so that it. to me is is very important. And this Netflix Hangout, so. It was released because of the coronavirus as a response to social distancing. And it is basically like a TV watch party that you can have with your friends. So it's a Google Chrome extension called Netflix Party. I'm actually downloading it right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm going to download it too. I'm going to download it too so we can watch a movie together next week. So in order to participate, all you need to do is get on your Google Chrome browser, get the extension and the Netflix subscription. Uh, So you'll go to netflixparty.com on a Google Chrome browser, click on get Netflix party for free, and it will redirect you to Netflix party's page on a Chrome web browser. You'll click add to Chrome and then add extension and what this does is basically like you'll be able to watch movies with your friends. Yeah. So you'll be able to f- pick a movie, you'll get to watch with your friends, and then it's kind of like an AOL chat room. <laughs> yeah, you can, <laughs> Where like, you can chat sit. with people about what's going on in the movie and so Yeah, on and so in forth. real time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so I think that that's really, really cool, and I'm excited about that. It's so cool. I'm very excited as well. Yeah, and then the only other thing that I wanted to mention today was we did get a uh, message from a listener, and I think that this is super cool, and this was in response to last week's full-length episode on the missing and murdered Indigenous women. Mm -hmm. So this was a woman who made a comment on on our Instagram page, and this is what she said. She said, Just finished this episode. Thanks for highlighting this. Just a couple of pieces. Two-spirit is not exclusively a term for trans people. It is used by those who are indigenous and under the ever-growing LGBTQ plus umbrella. It is a way of identifying how our culture directly intersects with our sexuality and or gender. Although not every person who is queer and indigenous uses it. Indigiqueer is becoming increasingly popular as well, thanks to Thurza Cuthand, who coined the term to address the binary nature of the term two-spirit, which I think is actually fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Because as we know, like, gender is a spectrum, so two-spirit would seem incredibly binary. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And also, Canada does not have reservations. We use the term reserves. Finally, to address one of your questions about how we return to our lives after the march, for many of us who attend the Memorial March in Vancouver, like myself, it's actually being in ceremony with each other during the march that allows us to continue on with our daily lives. With love from your two-spirit femme listener. I love that. It's, It's so sweet. Like, I... Really loved the messages that we got this week. Um, I told her that I liked how kindly she put it. It was a perfect example of calling us in on something and uh, correcting us and letting us go off of it. And um, I really appreciated it. It, it helped me understand that part of what we were discussing a little bit better. 
Yeah, yeah. I love that she called us in, and I love that we were also, like, so well-educated. Like, I feel so much better educated about that subject. Yeah. Because I was misinformed, you know, whenever I was talking about Two-Spirit. And I did say during the episode, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm right about this. Right. So I love that she came forward and was like, yeah, here's where you kind of, like, got it a little bit wrong. Right. Because now I know so much better, you know. Now I know more than I knew before. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. This is tough, Keeks. It's really tough. I don't like recording this way. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Um, and then in addition to that, it's also just really hard. When I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about today, it was really tough because there is nothing to talk about yeah. except for the coronavirus. Yeah. It's literally taken over um, every single news cycle. I had to actually tell Anthony today where I was like, you have to stop updating the news like every second yeah. because you're just making yourself crazy. Yep. Um, We've had to have know, those discussions so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, you need to stay informed. I think that that's very important. Yeah. But I also think that there's a limit. And like, as long as you are taking the necessary precautions, you don't need to always be looking at the worst case scenario. Exactly. And what will happen. Just kind of do your best. Yeah. Do it day by day. Do your part. Yeah. Don't go out. Stay the fuck home. Exactly. Please stay the fuck home. You know what? I, you know, I'm not condoning getting like completely hammered when you're home, but like buy some beer or some wine. Get a little bit of I'm drinking wine right now from a can. Yeah, like Max and I just played the game of life and triominoes last night. And it was great. Like we kind of just forgot about everything for a little bit. When you're watching TV, you can look at your phone and do other things. But we were able to really put away our phones and kind of focus on each other. And that um, really helped things so much more. Absolutely. Yeah, Anthony and I have been playing rummy. We've been playing board games. I highly recommend it. Again, I also really recommend set, set up... Skype calls, Google Hangout calls, like something where you can see your friends, set up those meetings with your friends. Like it's important that you guys can see each other. We need this kind of interaction. You will go fucking crazy. I don't even care if you're an introvert. You're still going to go nuts. Like if it's a month without seeing other people. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I know life is rough right now. I'm very easily distracted right now. It's really tough living in my brain. Um, If you want to write to us for any sort of support, uh, if you want to share how you're getting through this time, maybe some activities that you're doing from home, um, some things that are helping your stress, or if you're needing some help with relieving your stress and you want some advice, you know, feel free to message us or go on our Facebook group page and chat with each other and bring some joy to each other's lives and talk about the things that are making you angry and the things that are making you happy during this time. And that's going to keep us all mentally healthy as well. But send anything you'd like to us to our email at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also follow us and direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We also have a Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y-A-N-F. Podcast. I said podcast because you were saying it and it was delayed. And so I said my word funny. Um, <laughs> let's see. We have a Facebook business and group page. Go ahead and chat with your friends on the group page. We need it right now. We need that community. And go ahead and rate and review us on our Facebook page. And then after you're done rating and review us on Facebook, go over to Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, leave us a review there because we have nothing else to do right now. 
So just grab your Truly. phone, write a review. And if you don't already, go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen, and it helps us out just a little bit. All right. With all of that being said, we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.